You've been listening to amazing music here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Coming up next, JM Sunday with Matis Weingast here at NahumSiegel.com.
Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another edition of JM Sunday right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Matas Weingast, and I'm your host on this incredible, incredible network for this part of the day and this show. Been here now for 301 shows. This is show 301 of JM Sunday. Glad you could join us. Hope you had a great Shabbos and a great week. It's the 25th of Tammuz, 57-78, the 8th day in the month of July. Rosh Chodesh coming up this weekend uh, on Friday. Rosh Chodesh Av. And we enter the nine days. We're in our three weeks format right now. It is uh, Daf uh, Pei Vav in Zavachim, 86, if you're doing Daf Yomi. And the temperature outside in our area is beautiful. It's 61 degrees outside right now, heading up to a high of 82 and then down to 62 degrees. And all sunny throughout the day today, clear tonight in Jerusalem. Right now it's 88 degrees and uh, going down to 67 degrees later. It's also sunny. We will have a morning chizuk with Rabbi Goldwasser at 7.30. The News from Israel with Hannah Julian. And then I have a guest today. Just arranged this last night, Neely Block, who is a Muay Thai champion from Israel. Uh, we will find out how she did in the uh, latest European championships. So we'll have her on about 8.15 after the news. And uh, and that's what we're set for today. So we're going to go to the music. We have a Yeshiva Boys Choir and uh, Sheva Sachim, Showroom Choir whole bunch of others lined up for you today. Glad you could join us. Glad you could make it. Very happy that you're here with us on the Nachum Siegel Network. And uh, glad that you are taking a couple of hours out of your day so far to join us right here on JM Sunday. <laughs>
Bei Millionen Menschen in den Gassen, keine will ich verpassen. Zibakimen, Gurdanunte, Energiehitte, Plahat. Es wird größer, den größer, die Zibbe. Handgeil, der Königer, Ribbe. Seine Lichen, die Hesanahayim, scheinen, Plahat. Der Fußschiffste Soldaten in Süden. Ein kleines Pitzelkind, 
Be 
After the hour, 7.32 a.m. Eastern Time here on JM Sunday on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Matis Weingast. I'm with you today, and we're so glad you could join us. Much appreciated that uh, you are here. Uh, let's see. We played uh, selections from 6.13, Meshorim Choir, Shevis Achim, Jonas and Schwartz, YBC, and, of course, we opened up with uh, Moda'ani with Regesh right here on on JM Sunday. Uh, we're going to get to Rabbi Goldwasser in a few seconds. We'll have the news from Israel at uh, 8 o'clock, top of the hour. 
And uh, coming up at 8.15, we'll be joined by Neely Block, world Muay Thai champion. And we'll talk about her latest match and how she did. So we'll find that out. Coming up in about 45 minutes. We are in the midst of the three-week format. Rosh Chodesh is uh, this coming Friday. So we'll be in the nine days format after that. And uh, the commemoration of Tisha B'Av takes place two weeks from today. On the 10th of Av, since the 9th is on a Shabbos. So we push it ahead to um, to the day after. At this time, each and every Thursday, Sunday through Thursday, we present to you Rabbi David Goldwasser, Rabbi Goldwasser's words, Lezecha Nishmas, Rav Zev, Rabbi Yosef Alevi, and Lezecha Nishmas, Esther Bas, Rabbi Yosef Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We read in Yermio, Kach Lecho Megillah Sefer, that Hashem says, take a scroll and write on it. Write all the words that I have spoken to you concerning Yisrael, Yehuda, and all the nations. And perhaps when Beis Yehuda will hear of all the evil that will be done to them, they will do tshuva. However, as Yehuda would read three or four columns of the scroll to the king, the king would cut them out with a scribe's razor. He would throw it into the fire until the entire scroll was burned. The king and all of his servants who had heard these words were not frightened. They did not tear their clothes. Yoyakim, the king of Yehuda, thought that in this way he would nullify the words of the Megillah. Then we learned, after the scroll was burned, Hashem spoke again to Yermiyahu. Yermiyahu took another scroll, and the scribe rewrote all the words that had been in the previous scroll, and many more words were added. Rashi explains that the original Sefer Kinnis which Yermiyahu wrote and Yoyakim destroyed contained three sets of Aleph base, Echa Yosha, Echa Yoiv, and Echa Yom. Then he added Ani HaGever. These comprised triplet sets of Aleph base. Yermiyahu declared Ani HaGever, I am the man who has seen the affliction of his anger. The earlier Nevi'im had only predicted the Chorban Beis Amikdosh, but Yermiyahu actually witnessed its destruction. Yermiyahu's statement, Ani HaGever, actually attested to the spiritual level of the Jewish nation. Because he personally observed Yerushalayim's demolition, the Beis Amikdosh in flames, and the glory of Israel cast to the ground. The Novi Shayo states, The ox knows its owner, the donkey knows the troth of its master, but my nation do not know me, my people do not understand. This, in fact, is the underlying issue that prevents B'nai Yisrael from doing tshuva. They don't know how to identify the owner who has put the troth there. They don't know how to acknowledge that Hashem's anger has resulted in afflictions. When Avram Avinu went with Yitzchok and the two young men to the Akedah, the Pasuk tells us, Vayisa Avram Ezeinov, and Avram lifted up his eyes, and he saw the place, Merochok, from the distance. Our Chachomim tell us that Avram Avinu asked the two young men if they saw anything. They didn't. When Avram asked the same question of Yitzchok, he replied that he saw a cloud adjoining the mountain. Avram Avinu told the two young men, stay here with the donkey. We learn that Yitzchok Avinu did perceive the cloud was adjoining the mountain. One needs to be able to see the spiritual sights in this world, to understand when there is destruction, when there is galus and exile, where it stems from. 
we must also understand that our tshuva can help bring the future geula. The Chovetz Chaim once said, the person that refrains from Lashon Hara and senseless hatred and instead promotes peace, he will be so honored when he'll come to Olam Haba, it will be made known that in his merit, the Beis HaMikdosh was rebuilt. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day.
Come like Jesus. 
Maccabees come back before that. Mendy Werdiger, Shalshelis, Svi Silverstein started our group after uh, morning chizuk. Right here on JM Sunday on the Nachum Siegel Network. We're going to get to the news from Israel in just a few seconds. And then coming up after the news, around 8.15, I'll be joined by uh, Neely Block, World Mai Tai Champion from Israel. We'll find out about her latest bout and see what's uh, what's in store for her coming up. So that's going to take place after uh, shortly after the news from Israel. Right now it is time for that news, and Hannah Julian, Middle East news analyst and senior correspondent at JewishPress.com, joins us every Sunday morning to bring us up to date on the latest happenings in the state of Israel. Good morning, Hannah Julian. Good morning, Matis. Residents in northern Israel once again felt the earth move under their feet, albeit a bit more gently, when another earthquake hit the area at around 5 o'clock in the morning on Shabbat. According to Israel's Geophysical Institute, the quake registered at 3.4 on the Richter scale. The epicenter was located northeast of Tiberias in the northern section of Lake Kinneret, also known as the the Sea of Galilee. This was the fourth quake in less than a week. The others were felt on Wednesday and Thursday, ranging from 4.1 to 4.7 on the Richter scale, and all of them with epicenters near Lake Kinneret. Arson kite attacks on southern Israeli forest and farmlands from Gaza are continuing with thousands of acres that have already been burned. This weekend, fires were started by the arson terrorists near Kibbutz or Haner, among other places. Nine firefighting teams and four firefighting aircraft were required in order to get it under control. Another fire set near Kibbutz near Am, not for the first time in that area. Israeli police have started a new campaign to teach children to stay away from unknown kites, balloons, or drones that they find on the ground this summer. The reason for that, sadly, is obvious. Kites and balloons are no longer the innocent toys of childhood here in the Middle East. Palestinian Authority terrorists have turned them into weapons of destruction and hate. Sometimes they're even weapons against their own. This past Friday, a terrorist was reportedly killed when the device that he was holding blew up in his hands. Terrorists attached the homemade explosive devices to the kites and balloons before they launched them into flight across the border to attack Israel. Israel's National Security Council is reportedly planning to take steps to limit Turkey's influence in Gaza, Judea, Samaria, and the Arab neighborhoods in Jerusalem. The Turkish Cooperation and Coordination Agency, TIKA, has reportedly been hosting members of the outlawed Islamic movement at its offices. Israel's Hadashot Television News reported this weekend that Israeli intelligence officials also believe that Tika was involved in channeling money and information to the Hamas terrorist organization. Israeli technology has been allowing 12 young boys and their soccer coach to communicate with the outside world since being trapped in a flooded underground cave last month in northern Thailand. I know the entire world is aware of what's happening there, but I'm not sure that very many are aware of the fact that the way they're communicating is with Israeli 
technology, the emergency mobile communications equipment that's being used by the first responders and by that trapped soccer team was donated by the Israeli Max Tech Networks company. According to a report in the Hebrew language Israel Hayom newspaper, uh, authorities had requested assistance from the company's representative in Thailand. The systems facilitate communications in areas without reception. Company CEO Uzi Hanuni said that Max Tech Networks gave the Thai authorities its devices and the first re- responders took them into the cave. The systems function like handheld radios. They cost up to $100,000 and the company donated that to Thailand to help get those kids out. Israel's ambassador to Thailand, Mayor Shlomo, was ordered to the site by Prime Minister Netanyahu uh, to where the rescuers are now engaged in attempting to extract uh, that soccer team and their coach from the flooded cave system in northern Thailand. We wish them the best of luck. Let's take a quick look now at the weather. Fair skies today, muggy along the coast, hot and dry in the mountains and inland in the state of Israel. Clear skies tonight, a bit of mist in the northwest Negev and in the southern coastal plain. No change in the weather tomorrow. Severe heat stress in most regions, so keep those water bottles handy. Fair skies on Tuesday. Have a great week, everyone. Shavua Tov. I'm Hannah Julian for JM Sunday. That's our news from Israel. Thanks, Hannah Julian. Uh, I believe that the Hannah will be off next week. Uh, she has a travel day. And then uh, the following week, we are commemorating Tisha B'Av on the day after the 9th of Av, but that's on Sunday. We'll be here, but I'm not sure if uh, we'll have a news update from Israel. We'll see. Uh, so just keep it tuned and we'll find out. Uh, coming up in a few minutes, we're going to be joined by Neely Block, Muay Thai world champion from Israel. We'll find out what's been going on with her lately in the uh, sport. And uh, we're going to continue with music. So here is Tzvi Silberstein on JM Sunday. <laughs>
A little bit of Achenu from 613 here on the JM Sunday. Matas Weingast with you. It is 17 minutes after the uh, top of the hour, 817 in the morning Eastern Time. And uh, we are here with you live, as we always are on Sunday mornings on the Nachum Siegel Network. Uh, my next guest is described as uh, by the International Federation of Muay Thai Amateur Organization is... Uh, among the most well-known names in Muay Thai. And uh, she is a world champion. We will talk about her latest bout and event that she just completed. And it gives me great pleasure to welcome to the air international world Muay Thai champion from Israel, Neely Block. Good morning, Neely. Good morning and afternoon from Israel. How are you? Great. How are you today? I'm good. Getting back into business. I just arrived home this morning. Um, went to a, had a physiotherapy session this afternoon, and I go back studying. I have a exam coming up this Thursday. Yeah, you you not only have to prepare for events beforehand and and psych yourself up it is very important and we'll talk about that in a minute for all athletes to uh come back and and kind of work down after something isn't that right yeah you always have uh in score you i guess in everything though in life you have a peak and you have ups and downs you, know, you want to get to the peak at the right time and when you don't need to be at your peak don't be at the peak because it'll disrupt the time that you want to be there Right, exactly. So, Neely, you are uh, a champion again in the 60-kilogram division. You swept the um, European Muay Thai Championships, which just ended in the Prague in Prague in the Czech Republic. And by all counts, I mean, the, the international organization has you there as one of the uh, top and most well-known competitors in Muay Thai. You are on top of your game worldwide. Yeah, in addition to that, I received the recognition now at the championship as the best female uh, fighter of the competition. Right. You were given the award of uh, ath- uh, the best athlete of the tournament in women's division, which um, it encompasses all categories, all weight categories. Uh, and I think right. uh, the, uh, the competitor from France took the uh, men's tournament uh, athlete of the tournament uh that must be a great feeling because that's uh given to you more than just because of your abilities in the ring it's your overall persona and everything about you uh yeah i think it's it's, it's what uh how you would perceive it like it's not just being i i, I made a post um a while ago how it's being a world or European, being a world champion is, is uh, just a title, but what you do with it outside the ring is, is the most important thing and what really defines you. So I think that that's the difference. Right. Let's talk about the championship for a moment because just in May you were uh, you became the um, the uh, uh, world champion uh, at the event in Mexico and uh, that was your third time that you became world champion in the in the 60 kilogram uh, division and uh, now then the um, the European Championship you competed I believe if I uh, have my information right in in three bouts uh, you obviously you swept them to uh, to take the um, 
to take the the final win. Um, had you competed against these two, these three individuals, any time before uh, this uh, competition? So I'll just make one remark: is that uh, the reason European Championship was very close to the World Championship was because uh, the Harley Davidson won its fifteenth year and it's fifth place now in Prague as well. Right. So they want to make it close to that and make a big, big, a big promotion out of that. So that was one of the reasons. And so many of the other com- competitors that were in the World Championship didn't come. They sent those countries sent their number two. Uh, in their category to to make more medals um, and not the same competitor making uh, another medal. So many of the fighters were new, except for Finland, Gia Weinberg, that I fought her in Minsk, 2016. And she, I fought her now in the second fight. And she gave a good fight. She, she gave a really good, strong fight. I felt the strength in the clinch. Um, I had some some injuries past couple weeks and months, so I wasn't able to uh, train certain techniques. So I had to use different techniques and different um, utilize different things in my in my fighting. Well, it goes so, it, 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 it and it but it shows your abilities that you're well rounded, as it were, uh, in order to, like you said overcome those injuries and use other techniques and whatnot to overcome your opponent. Because in watching the final match against um, the uh, the opponent from Czech Republic, I mean, you, you dominated yeah. her. I mean, it wasn't even it wasn't even close. Yeah, yeah, that was one of the easy fights. And once again, like I said, there were a lot of um, things in the way, like mentally, we, me and my coach, we just had many things on our mind that kind of disrupted um a lot of things. So I had to really bring myself back to focus, and that was the main challenge. So, uh, yeah, that, that was one of the big challenges. I know we've discussed before when you've been on the air, and uh, Neely Block is joining me this morning. Uh, I know we've discussed before what it is that you have to do to get yourself mentally focused right before a bout, because there's so many things that can take place beforehand. You're in a you're in a different environment. You're visiting a place. You're traveling someplace. You're getting ready. You're watching other bouts. You're, I, I'm sure at some point you you question your technique this way or that way or what you should do or how you should do it. But ultimately, right before you go in, you have to mentally. Uh, set yourself up and focus, and, and really be so sharp in that focus. What what do you do? Tell us tell us again what you do right before you go into a fight to to try to put everything else aside. It's 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 very simple. The, the word you just said is putting everything aside and not thinking about anything, not thinking about the outcome. Obviously, you know, doing uh, imagining and and about the win, but it's not thinking about the outcome of, oh no, someone's going to think about me like this or that or, or or anything like that. Just focus on what you have to do, put everything aside. And and like I said, that, that was a challenge. Um, but now it was, it was um, I feel like uh, I got, like, now on the podium, for, for instance, you know, when we hear the anthem, there's so much hype going around, and I have to really focus on the words. Right. To remember the words. 
So it's the same thing. I just have to focus and put everything inside to remember the words. The same thing in the flight. Put everything inside and everything that I think and then in my training, it'll come out and in the fight. Right. Do you, um, when you have your, your coaches there and your, your supporters there and, and the ones very close to you right before you're going in, do you, um, do you like it if they say, oh, Neely, you're the best, you're going to do it, and uh, you know, all that, or do you think, like, stop, stop telling me that. I'll figure it out. <laughs> I don't need you to tell me all that. So, yeah, there's something to that. Like, someone would say it could be, like, some sort of uh, or kind of putting you on that spot, but I just say, yeah, thank you, thank you, and I smile, but I know that with me, I just have to do my all, and anything could happen. I can't um, do, um, what's the word, uh, a dish, yeah. uh, what's the word in English? Um, uh, oh my gosh, I can't remember. Um, you want to help me out? Uh, I yeah, think. okay. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes, so, yes, sure. So, um, yeah, I, I, I don't I don't take the fighters for granted. Like, I know anything can happen. Any surprise can happen. So I just have to stay focused and just stay there. Not be too, be humble and not be too, um, you know, that it's mine. Right. By the way, in terms of in terms of focus, uh, you know, people can go and watch the bouts on Facebook. Um, it's on YouTube, rather. There is a uh, a, a a place you can go. You can you can look up the uh, the European Championships, the Muay Thai Championships, twenty eighteen, and there's a YouTube video of all the bouts, uh, including uh, yours. And um, you know, you can go into the ring, and this <laughs> is a little side point, Neely. You can go into the ring all all uh, focused, but when your opponent does a dance before they start, what what was that all about? So that's a tradition. Uh, it's called a wide crew, where you're basically showing respect to your trainer and to the referees and the opponents. Um, so it's part of it's part of the, the tradition of the sport. Uh, what I do, I go around each corner and I I think my sled. I bow to all the screens and I, you know, jump and keep my my uh, body temperature high and wait for the fight to uh, start and right. my opponent to finish the dance. Right, and and your opponent though took like a, a two minute. I think she must have a lot of people to uh, to be you know to thank, which is nice. But then of course she lost. So maybe for her to to win, not against you, but others, she. Maybe you should practice more of the uh, fighting techniques instead of the dance instead of the dancing techniques. So, uh, yeah, again, don't let it don't let it distract you and, and stay focused and in, in your in mind. Though. And I I also have you know the thing where I just look at into the opponent's eyes the whole entire time. So I don't move my my eyes off off hers and the fight starts basically. Right. Uh, now, in general, when you, you're in the 60-kilogram division, when you go to a championship, how does it work in this particular sport? Are you always guaranteed um, to have competitors in your category, or do you ever have to, uh, uh, like the next category up, I think, is a 63-and-a-half-kilogram? Uh, you know, is it very tight in that one area, or is there some leeway that you might have to go against somebody in a, in a slightly different category in this category it's very very rare that i won't be a competitor uh-huh. they get in, the, in like 
48 or 60 kilograms, maybe. But also in the, in the female, there's always, there are always fighters. In the male, I know there's one guy that actually jumped up to a high one because there wasn't uh, a competitor for them. Uh-huh. Uh, but in the female, it's very, very rare. Right. And if you don't get enough division, it's a strong division. Right. Also, by the way, there were others, uh, there were three, I think, three uh, other people in the Israeli uh, team who went to the European Championships. They did not fare as well as you. Uh, I see if I if I'm pronouncing his name correctly. Sahar Yosef uh, was out in the first round, as was uh, Dean Haziza. Uh, Roy Ullman made it to a second round, but was out in the third. Uh, I, I'm sure, obviously, these are teammates uh, that you know very well, uh, and and looking at their uh, their fights, I, I'm guessing you could probably take them in bouts. I mean, look, I trained with the guys, and I follow them. Not, not these uh, fighters, because they're not from my bin. Right. But, I mean, you know, there are times, you have the days, so there are, there are days where you feel like so strong, and yeah, you can take them. But, uh, after all, physiology, and you know, man is stronger. So, technique-wise, maybe... Right. Uh, so you are now, again, the third time 2018 world championship, world champion. You just completed the European championships and number one again in the category. Uh, and uh, you're going to be doing more, obviously, and continuing. Tell us, though, for a moment uh, about the Jewish-Israeli pride that you feel when you are in these competitions and in these places representing Israel and the Jewish people? Okay, so that's a very good question and good point. And to be honest, I have a great video that the Russians posted on Instagram. Where in the final, they're choosing my name. They're going to yell, really, really, and it's just like so... What, what I heard, like I heard it, but I didn't put too much focus on that, so I just focused on my coach and what he was, what he had to say, but it, it's so, it's, a, it's an amazing feeling that other countries and people that I follow and I, I, in the past are cheering for me. <laughs> so it's, they love it now. Yeah. It, it seems that at least in your sport, um, in the competition, there is that respect, there is that camaraderie, and it definitely does show. Uh, I saw during the medal ceremonies how people treated you and uh, how the crowd treats you. So it's it's really amazing. Uh, I know you you said you have a test that you're going to have to take. What what class are you taking these days? I'm studying psychology and ICT. Oh, that. That can come in handy in the ring, huh? Yeah, but now it's, you know, it's only the first year, and it's the basics of psychology. So it's not much to you, but it's just very, very interesting because it's used in your daily life. Right. Of course. But it's, it's super interesting. <laughs> Absolutely. Neely Block, world champion.
it's great to have you on. It's great that you were able to join us. I appreciate it so much. It's always exciting to speak with you and follow Thank you very much, baby. what you're doing. Every time. Yeah, I, I, I really enjoy the show. You're very up to date, and you don't ask the, the silly questions that the other interviewers ask, <laughs> and the other interviewers and the politics, and you're very up to date, so I appreciate that. Thank you. What is your next, uh, what is your next bout? Um, I'm actually staying in the country for the next week because I have an exam, okay. and then I travel to for some training, and then I have the university games. The FIFA games in Thailand, Pattaya. Oh, beautiful. Well, Hatzlacha, good luck with that, and uh, we look forward to hearing great things from you, and hopefully you will, uh, I'm sure you will uh, ace the test today. <laughs> no, it's on Thursday. Oh, oh, you're studying today then. Okay, great. We look forward to that. Hello? Th- thanks again, Neely. All right, thank you very much. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs> Neely Block. World Muay Thai champion once again. <coughs> Took time out right after her competition to join us uh, live from Israel today. And uh, it's really great to, to have her on the air and to congratulate her on her, uh, on her wins. We're going to go back to the music. Um, we are, let's see, who's up next? Uh, Yeshiva Boys Choir with Odcha right here on JM Sunday.
just a deaf man in the steeple And to everyone's surprise He comes to truly Shabbos And he prays with tear-filled eyes His son, he is the chazan Though his voice he's never heard But he sits there enjoying every word He watches every motion, every gesture that he makes And he stays till the very end, however long it takes And when the davening is over, he's the first to reach his son And the deaf man in the steeple says, well done now it's right before Yom Kippur In the shtibble there is fear They want to start for midray But the chazan's still not there Oh, the shul is filled with people As the night begins to fall But the deaf man's chair stands empty by the wall he comes rushing through the door He's wearing his white cousin's hat He's never worn before He pauses for a moment At his father's empty chair And quietly he wipes away a tear And he runs up to the bima For there's no time left to wait and half the shul can hear the rabbi ask, How come so late? Oh, just getting ready for Yom Kippur is all he'd say. But now I'm going up to pray. And when he finished davening, the rabbi asked to tell What was it he was thinking of that made him sing so well? Well, you knew my dad was deaf, he said Last night he passed away It's the first time that my father's heard me pray And he takes his place around it By the holy Torah And in a voice so beautiful He begins to sing Oh, every heart was broken Oh, and every soul burned bright from his calmed rain at Yom Kippur night. Oh, every heart was broken. Oh, and every soul burned bright. From his calmed rain at Yom Kippur night. Yeah, da 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 da. Yeah. 
Ending off today's show with Jonasson Schwartz, Amen Yeshmi Rabbah. Thank you, everyone, for joining us here this morning. My thanks to Neely Block, who joined us to uh, update us on her uh, recent championship in Muay Thai in Prague. Thank you so much for joining us and letting us uh, know what's going on with you. Nachum returns tomorrow morning, 6 a.m., with uh, JM in the AM. And, uh, of course, programming continues all day long on the network, right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Great programming with uh, encore presentations of the live lunch with Avrami and Saturday Night Siegel. And uh, great uh, selections all day long. Again, tomorrow, Nachum will be on 6 o'clock, followed by the Israel Show with Mayor Weingarten. Rosh Chodesh coming up on uh, Thursday night, Friday. So we'll get into our nine days format. We're back with you next week on Sunday, on JM Sunday. Thanks, everyone, again for joining us. Have a great day, great week, great Shabbos. See you next week right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. You've been listening to Matis Weingast and JM Sunday on NahumSiegel.com right here at the Nahum Siegel Network.